the other big business story that's going to affect a lot more of you immediately. I think it's going to have a bigger hit uh, for a lot of Canadians than this banking story will, and that is Flair Airlines. We're, we're fast approaching spring break season in Alberta. Like I say, I think it's next week or the week after, depending on the school district that your kids are in. Um, it's already here in some other parts of the country. We're hearing horror stories from people, I think primarily in Ontario, uh, who have been trying to get away uh, for March break or spring break, and uh, some of them did get away and then couldn't get back <laughs> because they were flying with Fly uh, Flair, and um, and Flair didn't have any planes to bring them home. So that's because Flair lost four planes or had them seized. I shouldn't say they lost them; they had them seized from the fleet. Um, it's an Alberta-based airline, Edmonton-based airline. They call it a commercial-based dispute with the hedge fund that they leased these aircraft from. So what happened and what happens next? We're going to speak with John Graddock, who is a faculty lecturer and program coordinator in supply chain logistics and operations management at McGill University. John, thank you for joining us once again. I appreciate your time. Uh, my pleasure. So let's just start with what happened here. How come these planes are no longer in Flair's possession, four of them? Didn't pay the bill. You know, when you lease airplanes as part of your uh, underlying financial structure, uh, you make a commitment to those lessors to basically pay on time and pay an agreed amount of money on time for these, less, for these lessors to be able to agree to have you fly their airplanes. Uh, and uh, if you don't pay... The lessors have got a number of conditions, of course, that they have within their contract that allows them to basically take some action to um, re- retain, retain their assets, and that's exactly what they did on Friday night. In they terms of... And, oh, sorry, John. They, they, took four, they took four possession of four of those airplanes from Blair. Right, yeah. Now, do we know... Uh, I don't know the details of these specific um, agreements that they had with this hedge fund, but in general terms, do you know, like, what does it cost to lease a plane like this? And, you know, what is the framework in terms of how many payments you can miss? Is it immediate? Do we know any of the details like that? Well, let's just understand, you know, the context into which these agreements were created in the first place. These these aircraft were leased, um, you know, a, number, a couple of years ago. Uh, the agreements were cut a couple of years ago, and in that period of time, the industry around the world had thousands of airplanes parked. If we remember, you were in the middle of COVID, and the industry was in its doldrums, and leasing companies had basically picked up a whole bunch of airplanes from, uh, from airline operators who basically couldn't afford to fly them, so they gave them back to the lessors. So the lessors had a lot of airplanes on the ground, and lessors were trying to find carriers that would, in fact, pick them up, and that's where Flair came from. Came, got got off the ground with these low-priced airplanes okay. available from from lessors, and that's what that's how this thing happened. And now the market's picked up, airplane leasing, leasing prices have gone through the roof, and so the lease, you know, the you you, you have a sniffle, uh, in and you know, the, the our friends over at the leasing companies will just use every opportunity they get to grab those airplanes, bring them back, and remarket them. Okay. Uh, how much of a hit is this for Flair? When we take four planes away from Flair, how many do they have left? They got six, they got fifteen left. So and that and that's the that that was the operating fleet as far as I know. They had nineteen airplanes that were flying. They had plans to go up to twenty five airplanes for the summer, um, and uh, so another another six airplanes coming into the fleet. Uh, and so when you have a twenty percent hit on your fleet, that's a big number. Uh, but Mr. Jones basically has said over the weekend that he had three operational spares that were hanging around uh, and a fourth one today. 
So he said that, you know, he's been looking at replacing all four airplanes with spare aircrafts that he's had. We've already heard the horror stories, John. We've already heard this weekend of people who had trips cancelled, who couldn't get where they were supposed to go, were supposed to come home and couldn't. Now, they're reporting that Flair is telling them it's due to unforeseen maintenance issues and things like that. They're not saying it's because we don't have a plane to get you back. Um, but we're already seeing the trickle down through the system. you got to think the two are related, right? Of course, yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, maintenance-related, yeah. So we, we haven't got an airplane because somebody stole our airplane. Right, right. <laughs> right. So that's so somebody somebody repossessed or somebody seen the airplane. So we have a we have a maintenance issue because we haven't got the airplanes to basically fly the flight you got. So we'll call it we'll call it maintenance. We won't call it safety, but we'll call it something. The big question here, if you're Flair Airlines, we know what happened with these low-cost carriers over the holidays. People were furious, and they said, I'm never flying with these guys again. Now, the prices that Flair puts forward, I'm sure a lot of people sort of swallowed that and said, okay, let's give them another shot. How many more hits to the reputation do you think these airlines can take? I mean, if they if this turns out to be another massive situation, there's more stories of people stuck here, there, and everywhere, how much more of this can they withstand? Um, you know, you, you have to understand... You know the mindset that they're trying to create in the marketplace. They're trying to get people to fly, and they're pricing it, you know, at a price that gets people off the couch onto an airplane. And so the prices they're charging are, you know, unbelievably low. For and but that's their modus operandi. That's what a you know ultra low cost carrier does. But at a certain point in time, you have to have revenue that kind of pays the bill. Yeah. So at a certain point in time, you have to deal with those prices. You're going to have to go back up. And, yeah, they'll go back up. You know, well, they're up there at spring, spring break, of course. But, you know, they'll go back down sometime around the middle of the month after, or the end of the month after spring break's over. And then the next chance for them going back up is in the summer. So, you know, they, at the, at the prices they have to charge in the doldrums you know, off-peak are going to be sufficiently low to create demand for people to fly that would ordinarily not fly. So that's what's happening. The fares they're charging are not compensatory. They're not making any money. They're losing money, you know, in the, you know at those low fare levels. And they're just trying to make sure that they make it to the summer peak where the money will be back, you know, for them to, to generate some type of profitability. Yeah, and they just have to hope that Canadians haven't lost faith and aren't going to say, you know what, it's too risky. I'm not going to buy that's, tickets with this. And, and, that's, and that's the risk to the brand. The brand might suffer. We've seen the brand suffer with Sunwing yeah. over the Christmas holidays. Uh, and hopefully, you know, our friends at WestJet, when they did the acquisition, managed, managed to get a better deal from Sunwing than they originally thought. But that's a function of the brand and the, and the, and the lack of faith that people have in the brand. So, you know, our friends, our friends at Flair have got to really manage the public's perception of what the state of affairs are at Flair these days and to make sure Canadians don't lose trust in the uh, in the ability of exactly. Flair to, 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 to operate when people have given them hundreds of dollars for their trips in the summer. That's the issue, yeah. John, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here today. All right, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too.